You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You're goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech, that's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team, no heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along to say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzberg. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of At The Diner, the flagship podcast of the GGR Pirate Radio Network. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am your host for this podcast. Um, I am also the editor-in-chief of our website. It is greatgeekrefuge.com. We're less than 30 seconds into this podcast, so I just want to say fuck real loud once for <laughs> the one, the one douchebag on the internet who decided that hearing the F word, you know, fuck was enough for him to tune out and not listen to us because we're better than that. We're more intelligent than that. So fuck you, whoever the hell you are. Um, <laughs> so I also how got co-hosts. How dare you assume that I'm better than that? Yeah, I am not better than cursing. Thank you very much. You know. Not only that, to say that to say that cursing is some way correlated to intelligence is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life because there have been countless fucking studies that have shown that people who curse happen to be more fucking intelligent. So I hope that you are hearing these curse words repeatedly. Oh wait, no, I can't, you can't hear these because your delicate sensibilities were fucking disrupted. And you're obviously plugging your ears right now and crying in a fetal position as you hear us continually say that F word, you know, fuck. So fuck you and the fucking thing you were listening to the fucking podcast on. I hope it fucking explodes in your fucking hand. But other than Something that. Something on your mind, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even think Mike's here. This is this is all in on Double Bird here. This is totally <laughs> like, a Double Bird episode, man. Right? Like, yeah. Right, this is pretty, like, like, yeah. like, like Bruce Banner is not here. This is all Hulk right here. <laughs> <laughs> can't even talk. Can't even talk sense into him, man. Just, oh, God. Damn it. That because like we had a good thing going, man. We had nothing but five star ratings because people love us. Fucking Heather. I talked about Heather. Heather, you are a beautiful human being. Thank you so much for the wonderful things that you always say about our podcast. But also additionally, the fact that you made me feel like a celebrity for a hot second was the coolest thing ever. You quoted back something I said on the podcast and I was just like, oh, shit, people actually listen to what we say. And that was 
that was amazing. Like, I, I can't tell you how cool that made me feel. Like I said, it made me feel like I was important for a hot second. And that's just like, that's awesome. So thank you very, very much. And and to everybody who showed up at AwesomeCon and saw our panel, thank you all very, very much too. Um, I'm doing all the thank yous early in the podcast because we're gonna be talking about geeky nerdy things here. Um, we're gonna be talking about that Spider-Man trailer. I don't know, nerds, I'm sure you've all seen it. Uh, if you haven't, shame on you. Like, get on the internet right now and do something about it. But secondly, uh, we're going to be talking about What If, uh, Marvel's latest installment series that they have on Disney+. Plus. Uh, we also got a tweet um, from a listener who gave us a really, really good idea uh, of what we can talk about. As far as a... Um, let me go ahead and pull this up here real quick. As far as, like, a talking piece when it comes to our podcast. So... The question asked was, you have the power to grant 50 more productive years to an artist of any discipline who died too young. Who do you pick? And I think that'll be a lot of uh, a lot of fun for us to discuss as well. But I want to introduce the co-hosts of this podcast. Uh, the first, you know him, you love him, banned by at least one comic book convention to be a panelist. <laughs> um, he's a rebel. Watch out for this guy. His name is MC Brooks. Or, or Wallace West. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I'm allowed to be here. <laughs> it, it, it's a um, probationary period, so you watch your ass, Wallace West or gotcha, MC Brooks. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> while we're the, uh, Rambo, are you the only one that doesn't have like a fake name? <laughs> Professor Rambo. I guess it's also a real name. Yeah, Professor Rambosis. Because like, I feel like people have come up to you and you've been like, "Hey, nice to meet you, James Rambo," and they're like, "Shut the fuck up. That's not your real name." No. Yes. Rambo, are you there? <laughs> Is he on mute? Maybe. He's on mute. Yep, 100%. <laughs> um... <laughs> hey, by the yeah. way, guys, we're professional. <laughs> I'm, a little, I'm, I'm a little gassy right now, so I want to be just, you know, roaring in everybody's ears. Um, but yeah, no, if, if I introduce myself as, as James, half the people I talk to won't know who you're talking about. Uh, if I say I'm Rambo, I feel like I feel like it reads like I'm giving myself my own nickname. Like if I was like, hey, I'm T-Bone. Like, no, motherfucker. That's... <laughs> so yeah, it's full name. Here you go. First and last. <laughs> hey, nice to meet you. I'm T-Bone. Oh, that's I, I, I went to college with someone who had the last name of Outlaw, and I was like, this is the rare occasion where I absolutely would have taken their last name if we had gotten married. And mm -hmm. I absolutely would, would would be introducing myself like, hi, I am Outlaw. I'm Mr. Outlaw. <laughs> Dr. Outlaw, thank you. Yeah, yeah so um, let's talk about Spider-Man because fuck, that was a whole lot of trailer. Um, I wanted to ask you guys before we jump into the trailer and kind of what we saw here, um, I want to talk about what you actually think caused this were they gonna do this trailer as soon as they did or was this because they were trying to cover their ass for something um and it's it well here's the th i mean so there uh so cinema con was going on because it was about it was about a week ago uh but cinema cinema con is going on and like the way cinema con works is you generally it's like a convention that's primarily for like industry people so like a lot of times like they'll show off footage and imagery there, but it's not it's not exactly not, not everything there is meant to be public. 
like that leaked trailer that came out Monday um, that, that was on the cell phone. I'm like, oh, they had like lots of unfinished CGI. I'm like, okay, that sounds like that sounds like something that they would show there. It's kind of like a, hey, this is what we're working. This is kind of what we're working on. This is what's in the pipeline was coming on. And then like they would have had an official teaser, which may not have been the exact thing, but would have been like a like a just like a general first look. So I considering uh, and like I, I know nothing about like the VFX process and like how long it actually takes and whether they were able to like fully render something uh, that, 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 that train scene, the train scene in the trailer was the one that was unfinished. Um, it like it like it, it was basically on par with like the um, if you guys saw the, um, the the deleted scenes from Endgame that had like that render of Rocket that was really like three like really like 90s screensaver looking. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> that's 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 what the unfinished CGI looked like for that train scene. So the fact that we got something that looked good enough, um, I don't like. I don't feel like that. That's something they could have had in 24 hours, and maybe the the leak was gotten from from elsewhere. But like, uh, I don't know how long it takes to actually like render VFX or anything, and if they managed to like get that done in 24 hours, so they could just release it. Because Marvel was active in trying, they like they were sending out DMCA's and whatnot to like get people to take to take it down. But I mean, like you you guys know how the internet works. Like once it's out there, I was like, th- like that's it. <laughs> like there there was there was no way they were going to be able to fully prevent people from sharing that leak. So maybe maybe they did. Maybe it was like a, a rush thing. Because I don't think anyone was really expecting them to drop the trailer now a lot of the expectation was you would we would see the first trailer uh, accompanied with the release of shang of shang chi next week or this week i should say um it, that, that the trailer would have been released like as part of that so they could so they could properly like begin the marketing for it without like complete making people completely forget that you know the next mcu movie is literally less than a week away yeah yeah, I think the timing of that makes a lot of sense. Um, Disney hasn't really been the most reactive uh, to things. They have a tendency to have a plan and tend to stick to it. Um, at least at least not on stuff like this. Like, I can't see them making that decision, you know, uh, all right, well, this thing, like, we need to get something out there right now. Um, right. And, yeah, you know, Shang-Chi's going to be out next week. Um it makes sense that they would now be building hype for the thing to come, you know, pretty much immediately after that. Um, you know, cause like Eternals has been a thing for a while, but it's still sort of an unknown quantity. Um, yeah, no, I, I, and, and I, I can tell you right now, there is no way that they went from a, an, a, a, an unrendered, uh, um, graphic to a fully fleshed out, rendered uh uh like you know 90 to 95 percent done animation for a trailer that's just not happening um to give you an idea of how long some of that stuff takes uh now i mean this is this is um you know a bit of an extreme example but when peter jackson's king kong was being made the individual renders for the, the you know the fight between king uh, between kong and the the dinosaurs um 
single frames of that were taking a full day to render out. Wow. Um, so like there's a lot of time <laughs> involved, um, a lot of time, energy involved in, in completing those things, uh, and getting everything ready. So that was, yeah, I think that was, that leak was definitely from, uh, here's an old like work print type, uh, uh, cut together. That's something somebody got a hold of. Um, but also, you know, these studios aren't above creating their own viral marketing through, uh, uh, you know, quote unquote mistakes. Um, yeah. And, uh, I would not be surprised in the least if somebody, you know, if, if, if an intern was told to maybe leave, you know, accidentally attach a, a trailer to an email or something and then immediately, uh, go, oh no. Uh, I mean, hell, when, when Joss Whedon was writing Astonishing X-Men, uh, years ago, uh, there was it, it, a, a rumor got out that, oh, they're going to bring back a, a dead character. There's a, there's a dead X-Men character they're going to bring back to life. And of course, everybody was like, oh, well, they're bringing back Jean Grey because Phoenix had died and come back like three or four times at that point. Um, and so Whedon goes to John Cassidy, who was the artist on the book, and he goes, I need you to draw a page real simple, but it's a drawing of Scott looking up at a Phoenix silhouette. Um, and Cassidy draws it, they have it inked, they put it up on Marvel's website, they wait 20 minutes and they yank it down and everybody goes nuts. Um, and it was a total misdirect. It was 100% designed to be a, a misdirect because Colossus is who came, who came back. That's who they brought back. So when the issue actually drops, people read and they're like, oh shit, okay, that's not what I was expecting. Um, so yeah, this is, this is not a new strategy. Uh, we don't know what happened, but more than likely, uh, this is it, probably a situation where Disney was like, all right, well, you know, maybe they moved it up a little bit, but I'd, I'd even be surprised by that. Um, either way, man, that shit looks good. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking no one. <laughs> the third, the third and potentially final Spider-Man movie, uh, looks really interesting and really exciting and um i'm fucking hyped for that shit. yeah I, well I, I think tom holland has one more after this one. Oh, does at he least, oh. i think i think contractually he has at least at least one more and, and um because i know i know like the the new deal basically says that instead of like locking in that is basically going to be like, you know, we'll figure out the details when one of us wants to make something happen. So basically whenever, like whenever Avengers five, uh, whenever they get started on that, cause we all know Spider-Man is going to be a part of that. Um, yeah, they'll, they'll just come back to the table and say, Hey, like, you know, give you this amount of money. We make the splits this way and, and he'll appear. We'll, fi we'll figure it out. But I, I do think he has a, if, if, the, cause I think he had, he had one more before, before like the talks break broke down to extend, which Wyvern was thinking that like this one was going to be the last one, but then they they figured that, I don't I, I don't know. No, you're right. Work. You're absolutely right. Now that now that you say that, I I, I remember there being like there was a, a three film commitment. Yeah. And this was going to be it was a matter of like, well, is this going to be the last one they do, or are they going to move forward with another? Um, and now yeah. we got you know Disney talking about buying fucking Sony's film division. Um, which apparently, like, Sony has been wanting to get rid of that for a while. Um, 
they don't want to be like like Sony proper Sony like like in Japan Sony uh, is like we do manufacturing this whole you know let's make movies shit no I don't want anything to do with that um, and I have very mixed feelings about that shit because um, nerd me is like oh cool Spider Man will be back to Disney and the adult in me is like oh great. Disney owns yet another studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've talked about the um, ramifications. We've talked about the business side of things here. Let's get to the nerd side here. Okay. How <laughs> fucking dope was this trailer? Like, I, I, I'm, I'll, I'll kick it off. Like, we of of all the people on the podcast, I'm probably the least analytical when it comes to these sorts of things because I get caught up in the hype in the moment, and I'm just seeing this and I'm seeing all this shit happening and all these crazy things popping up and I'm just like, this looks fucking amazing. Like that was, <laughs> I was just excited as shit. I thought it looked really really cool. I think the possibility that there's so many moving parts is going to be fascinating. Um, I'm I am so in for this. Um, around the room here, uh, Mr. Brooks, what, what what are your thoughts on this trailer? I mean, it, it it showed more than I thought they were going to for, for a first teaser. But, you know, Disney is obviously, like, they, they know how to market their own stuff. It's part, part of why they're, like, ridiculously successful. But, you know, like, seeing, you know, seeing um, Willem Dafoe, like, seeing, seeing the bomb, the, the, um, I can't even think, seeing Doc uh, Alfred Molina come back. Like, these are things, like, we had been here, we had been, like, that we've been hearing rumors about for like over a year and like to, to get like the visual confirmation along with like several other things within the trailer that kind of that, that seem to confirm that there are going to be other characters from the from the multiverse who are going to be pop showing up in this movie like i don't exactly know what's going to happen i have a ton of i have a ton of questions because like i don't know if you if you guys thought this but like dr strange was like really was was behaving really weird in the trailer and i don't know if that's just the result of him feeling himself like having that tony stark level ego or, or something like coming on the back of like defeating you know thanos and saving the, the goddamn multiverse um or what but, you know he was being really weird in it and like it it just makes me super super um intrigued and also and actually this is something i found out today i think there may be some some um some careful what's the word i'm looking for uh here deception in this trailer kind of in the same vein as when we saw the hulk in wakanda in the infinity war trailer but that never happened in the movie i think there may be something like that happening in this trailer and i'm really intrigued to see you know if i'm right and and you know what this movie is going to be because they, they, I mean, f from this, I mean, forget a Sinister Six. It's like a Sinister Eight at this point. There's so many different villains who could potentially be showing up in this. This Rambo. Um. Yeah, man. I'm fucking super excited. Um. I have seen other people talk about uh, about strange acting. Uh, his namesake, and I think <laughs> it really acting is just. Uh, it's it's. I think a lot of folks are forgetting just how cocky Stephen Strange is. Yeah, uh, yeah. He like like the the the, pro 
the problem is it's not that his character arc is he goes from this conceited asshole to a great man it's that he goes from this conceited asshole to a good enough dude who realizes that he needs to be more selfless but considering he was such a prick to begin with any movement on that dial is significant um and what we see in you know again and 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 let's not forget disney specifically makes false imagery like they 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 give us fake images um or or things out of context um in 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 scenes to to specifically fuck with people like the the diner uh the dining uh yeah jesus christ the dining room table sequence in uh in black widow in the trailer that is in the apartment that uh uh yelena and and natasha are in in the movie it's not and in the in the in the trailer as well um rachel vice is in her black widow costume and that is not the case in the movie. Um, so that scene is in the film. It's just not in the same context at yeah, it's all. presented, yeah. Um, so we don't really know what we're going to get from this movie. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, based on what we see in the trailer, I think it's important to note the fact that, like, it's not just that Steve, you know, that, that Peter comes home and was like, hey, I had this idea. I was hoping you would help me out. And and Strange is like, yeah, sure, why not? It's that it's Wong is like, don't do this. This is a bad idea. And that's kind of all you need to do with the kind of narcissist that Stephen Strange is, is tell him this is too much for you to handle. Um, and it's like, oh, oh, I can't do it. Oh, watch me fucking nail this shit. Um <laughs> So yeah, no, I, I think I think what we see of him in that trailer is is very much in character, um, and yeah. the the a uh, thing that I see a couple of people other people complain, complain about is the idea that oh well Strange fucked up the the spell, and it's like he did, but it's also because he needed like silence and focus, right. And Peter starts, you know, learning the ramifications of this in the moment and distracts him. And that's what fucks things yeah. up. It's not just that, like, oh, you know, Dr. Strange could never, never pull this off. He totally could. It's right. just really fucking complicated. Um, I, so, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, oh, no, you go ahead and finish. It, it's the piggy. I, I can piggyback after. So it, it's it's I, I think there's there's a little more going on than, than people think. There's also a meme that I keep saying where, you know, uh, Peter's asking, like, you know, well, what if we, you know, everybody's going to forget. And, and, you know, Strange then says, like, well, you can just tell him afterward, dumbass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, that's funny. That's a good joke. But that's not it's it's not the knowing of the identity that Peter's concerned about. If MJ doesn't know who Peter is then everything in their relationship hasn't happened up to that point. Yeah. Yeah. That becomes a pivot point for a lot of stuff. Like all the experiences that Ned and Peter have had, those don't happen. Um, You can't maintain all those same situations and just remove that one piece of information because that, that, that learning that becomes the catalyst for all these other moments going forward. Um, Like, 
yeah, pretty much everything that's happened since all these individual people have learned who Peter is doesn't get to happen at all. And that's right. a major change in his life. He, he now has this, this fully built-in support system that he wouldn't have otherwise. Um, so yeah, between that and, you know, and fucking Defoe's laugh and the pumpkin bomb <laughs> and Alfred Molina showing up as, as Doc Ock, somebody made a good point um, in, in another uh, group I'm in about, well, you know, we see Doc Ock and we just assume he's there to fight Peter. But the end of Spider-Man 2 has him on, like, you know, he's he, the last line he says is, I will not die a monster. So yeah. it's entirely possible that he's there to help Peter. Interesting. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> There's there's a lot of there's a lot going on there's a lot going on I'm very excited about it especially because uh, like we know that the way the, also the way Marvel uh, well this is I guess this is Sony but the way that generally Marvel handles their trailers is stuff appears in the trailer and it's completely out of sequence so like they'll put something like in the middle toward the end of the trailer that'll make you think oh this is something that happens like you know in the middle or towards the end of the film and it's like oh no this actually happens very early. Um, yeah, very, yeah, er very, very yeah. early in the film. Yeah, so like it's it's good speculation too because it, based on like how it's cut, like it almost feels like uh, like Green Goblin and Doc Ock's appearances like happen kind of roughly around the same time because they appear to be on the same bridge, mm -hmm. but at, at different at different parts, and 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 it could be a thing of Doc Ock showing up after after. Um, after you know the bomb has gone off or or whatever like we we don't really know like the context of when any of that is um is um is coming on um but but um when i mentioned earlier about the um deception someone um and and you know shout out to the people on youtube who like watch these trailers with like the finest of fine details to like figure things out that the average person is not because i there's things i absolutely wouldn't have noticed but like they they make a point that like all throughout this trailer, you know, Peter's outfits are generally kind of consistent with who he is or who we've seen him to be as far as like having like the quirky like science or like nerdy like shirts and like maybe adding like a flannel or something over top of it. But like generally has the same. He, and he's also wearing like a particular type of like Jordan ones mm -hmm. that uh, all throughout the film. However, when we get to the um that the the that bridge scene and we see he's him on suit. top of he's in a suit but he's not just wearing any suit he's wearing um the suit that toby mcguire spider-man is wearing in spider-man 3 with oh, the, the exact shit. the exact same shirt and tie combo like the and exact it's, same. it's it's important to note also that fucking octavius wouldn't know what 616 peter looks like mm-hmm he might recognize McGuire's uh, Peter, though. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, and, and like, and, and saying that there are there are other sequences through uh, throughout where where if it, it feels like oh there may be some manipulation going on here as far as who is actually in this scene or not or may, or maybe they actually just filmed it once with Toby and did it again with uh, with. Um, What's his name? 
I can't remember his name oh, right Tom now. Holland. Yeah, with with Tom, and then again with Tom Holland solely for the purpose of the trailer. Well, and and, and there's a, a you know, and we there's precedent for that kind of thing too. Like when in what is it in uh, in the Dark World, uh, in Thor: The Dark World, when Loki is is doing the uh, um, the Captain America impression, they filmed Tom Hiddleston doing that scene, and then. Uh, Chris Evans watched him do it, and then he did what Hiddleston does to do the <laughs> to mock himself. <laughs> so he's 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 not just he's not giving you a Captain America. Evans is doing uh, uh, Tom Hiddleston as Loki, making fun of Steve Rogers. <laughs> so it's there's like all these weird layers going up there. Yeah, man, it's, uh, fuck. I mean, there was never going to be a time I wasn't going to see this movie, but I am just extra hyped now. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. And, and like, just think, too, like, there, there are so many, like, there are villains that already exist in the MCU, like Vulture and Scorpion, who, you know, ha who, who, who have it out. And Vulture already, like, already knew before, you know, before Mysterio uh, exp uh, exposed Peter's uh, identity. So you already had uh, Scorpion and Vulture in the MCU. Not to mention you might still have Mysterio, considering you know either dude mm -hmm. faked his own death or um, the uh, the other the other dude who was there has all the technology and equipment to just keep to just keep the Mysterio character going mm -hmm. with literally anybody anybody in the suit. So you, you have those three right there. Now you're adding in Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. Jamie Foxx's Electro, Alfred Molina's uh, Doc Ock. So that's three. That's three right there. So that already brings us up to six. We have in the trailer we see him. Um, we see him running through Feast, who uh, Mister Negative works at Feast. So another potential. And in in uh -huh. in, the, in in these PS4 video game, they do make Mister Negative a member of the Sinister Six. Um, not to mention, uh, who is it? Uh, Sand. Apparently, Sand. There's a. You, you can see a reference to Sandman in this trailer. There's a reference to. Um, I can't think. Is it Lizard? I don't know if that's. Who yeah, it is. a lot of people are are thinking that that uh, that shot where you know with the, with a very dark background, you see some movement behind Peter and he kind of quick turns. That yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because yeah, that that's right. Because uh, also in that in that feast scene. Like if you pause it, there's a there's a um, there's a frame in which you can see it looks like there's like he has slash marks across the front of that black suit that he's wearing. Yeah, and 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 let's let's be clear about this. That is not the Venom suit. Um, oh yeah, yeah, no, not at all. No. We we know based on the toy releases that have already come out from Hot Toys and I want to say from Marvel from Hasbro as well. Uh, that that is some sort of new. Or no, no, there was a um, there was a Funko Pop. There was a Funko Pop and a Hot Toys uh, toy, and that costume he's wearing. If you if you pause it, you can see the little gold detailing on it in places. That is a costume that he is wearing, seemingly to sort of like deal with the multiverse and like things clashing and coming together. Right. Um, yeah. It's the spoilers if you don't want to know this, but again, it's in the trailer. It's in these toy releases. Um, uh, you know, one, two, three. Okay, you've had plenty of time. 
Um, <laughs> there are like the, the both the Funko Pop and the Hot Toys. You can see that Peter is doing the same sort of like, you know, halo effect spells that Strange does. Um, so seemingly this is a suit that like kind of bridges technology and magic. Um, you know, something that that pro more than likely that, that Peter and Stephen built together uh, in order to 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 have him be able to deal with stuff. Um, but yeah, so so you know, I I saw a couple people be like, oh, he's wearing the black costume, and I was like, shit, that is a that is a black costume. And then I looked at it again, I'm like, nah, nah, it's not that one. Yeah, like this. I mean, this this movie has all the potential in the world to be like. One of the craziest MCU-related movies. Yeah. I mean, it, it already it already shattered the trailer record for I think Endgame less than, like less than twenty four hours in less than twenty four hours. You know, and I mean, and we didn't even talk about um, like Matt Murdock, like from from the Netflix De uh, Daredevil series, yeah. might be <laughs> might be showing up in this. Yeah, he might. You know, we we haven't mentioned that. <laughs> We we haven't mentioned uh you know uh uh Kingpin you know because if Matt Murdock is there I mean it, it's it stands the reason that you know King we the the Kingpin could could you know be part of this maybe maybe the Kingpin could be the one who bought Avengers Tower for all we know like we like the, there's so there's so many different ways um in which this movie can go we i mean there was the rumor about loki showing up in in this as well like who knows like that i i'm very excited for this i i i did this the, I, I this has a chance to really just like bridge uh spider-man fans from just all all across you know from all across the generations whether you grew up on um toby mcguire whether you saw the the Andrew Garfield films or whether Tom Holland is your is your first Spider-Man, you know, like there, there's so much there's so much so much potential here and like I, I'm excited to see this. Like I I I don't really care whether or not this is uh you know whether whether or not you know Spider-Man is using too much technology because he's supposed to be poor uh. or. Or you know, or the or the fact that you know he it, it's an, another movie where another prominent Avenger is going to be featured in in Doctor Strange. I I don't really care about I don't really care about any of that. I'm just ready to see this, and I know it's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome, and I mean like we're, we're we're getting some really some real some real heavy hitters between this and then uh, Multiverse of Madness uh, three months after. I mean, yeah. I feel like it's just going to roll into the same movie. It's basically like there's going to be a yeah. sequel to this movie that's not even a sequel to this movie. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. And and there's some there's some rumors about multi about multiverse of madness that are that are kind of floating around and like I don't know how true they are. You know, the people who are saying them are the like they're industry insiders who have like kind of been right before, but they've yeah. also said things that like we're not true so like you know it's, it's completely taking taking it with a with a grain of salt but if if they turn out to be true and i don't know if you guys want me to say what say what say what they are what the rumor is but okay hang on yeah hang on three 
No, 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 don't do it. Oh, care. you don't want to do it. Okay. No, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to know any more than than that trailer showed me, and and whatever the next trailer is going to be. Like, I know there's been a couple of other like there was some other like toy release or something where a bunch where it's giving away a bunch of things, um, and I'm like, no, I, no, I'm good, I'm good. I just want to, I just want to, I just want to take yeah. it in when I when I get a chance to see it. But okay. it's the okay. yeah, it, it just there's there's a lot of potential for. For these to be the like the, the two craziest 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 movies that we're getting from Marvel, and I'm I'm really excited to see it. Like I give me give me all of it. Like I I don't want to hear the naysayers. I don't want to hear the Spider-Man purists about who he is supposed to be. But I, whatever, I want this movie. Fuck yeah, same yeah. Um, I'm super excited. I think it should be a fucking blast uh, at a bare minimum. Um, but it's gonna be a lot of fun. So. Something definitely to look forward to in December. So let's do this. Let's pivot to, you know, let's stay on the Marvel train. And then what we'll do is we'll do the second episode. Um, we'll, we'll kick that off with the, uh, the, the tweet question that we had about, uh, about artists. Um, I want to talk about what if, cause we talked a little bit about the first episode when we were at free comic book day, which also we haven't really talked about free comic book day, um, at all on the podcast. Cause the next podcast we did after that was all about, um, our panel. So, um, real quick, uh, a shout out to Nova gateway comics in Woodbridge, Virginia, uh, for hosting us and a special, special shout out to Mark Lutz. Um, this dude basically like opened the doors and let us have our own table. We got access to every single guest that was at free comic book day. We got some amazing interviews with Wes Johnson with, uh, Michael Allen Rawson. We got interviews with uh, fucking uh, John St. John. Um, if you guys haven't listened to it yet, he did some Duke Nukem shit for us where we wrote some lines for him. Like if Duke Nukem was like woke, basically we did woke Nukem lines that are fucking hilarious. Like he had fun doing it. Like it was just an amazing event across the board. Um, so get a chance to listen to it. But I wanted to definitely shout them out and uh, shout out Mark for uh, for making that happen. But um. Yeah, what if? Let's talk about what if. Um, Rambo pointed out in the first when we were talking about the first episode that there were some animation issues that I didn't really catch with the first one. The second one, I don't, definitely noticed it. Um, I thought the second one was really, really good though. I really enjoyed that that story that they did of what if T'Challa was uh, Star Lord. That was mm -hmm. such a fun episode. But God, it was gut-wrenching at parts because you realize that that might be the last time we ever hear Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa. Um, especially that that final um, scene where they basically have that title card that says, you know, like, dedicated to our hero, Chadwick Boseman. I was like, oh, God damn you, Marvel. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed how they played on the fact that, like, this is a guy who his hope inspires others. His mindset his like decency his like ability to constantly try to make things better was infectious i think the thing with thanos was a little much um if you read my review i even say that so much on the website on the website like if you want to read it it's on greatgeekrefuge.com um i talk about like they play basically play up the whole like oh it wasn't genocide it's random as like a joke and it's like if it had been a sitcom, they would have had like canned laughter for that. Like, no, no, it's not genocide because it's random. Oh, oh Thanos, you rascal. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> He is the best kind of correct. 
technically correct. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> um, I really loved the um, the T'Challa episode. Uh, I did notice the animation issues that you're talking about, though, where their lips don't sync up. But also, like, at one point. Fucking um, Yondu is just yelling and screaming about how their plan to steal the um, Embers of Genesis is a bad idea. And, like, there's no emotion on that character's face at all. Like, he's, like, yelling and screaming, and it's just, like, blank canvas. And, like... Yep. Yeah. So I noticed it this time around. But I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that one, and then we'll talk about the third one, which was a whole other story. Um, what did you guys think about the uh, T'Challa episode? Uh, I pretty much echo uh, everything you said. Uh, I mean, I, I I I enjoyed it. I definitely did notice uh, the, the 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 animation stuff and the stuff with the mouths um, after after rewatching it because I think I think my first time through I was just so captivated by Chadwick's performance um, in this episode that I kind of really wasn't like watching for you know like to to like really analyze it. Um, but overall, I mean, overall, I, I, I liked it. I, I kind of, I, I wasn't expecting, like, I, I kind of didn't really know what to expect with, with this episode. And so, like, you know, the alternate version of Nebula and, and Thanos and uh, Howard the Duck, like, like I wouldn't have guessed any of that thing. Hell, even um, um, the, 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 like, the opening sequence was handled, you know, a bit differently compared to, like, how Peter Quill was... Uh, uh, did it in, in the in the in the first Guardians thing. Um, I mean, I, I I really I really did like it. Uh, luckily, it is not the last time we'll hear we'll hear Chadwick this season. Um, but I, I think of all the the performances, like uh, of of all the the vocal performances, I, I want to. And I'm not just saying this because he's passed. But I, I really do think Chadwick has has had the best vocal performance of, of anyone who's signed up to do to do uh, these shows um the show so far and it's not to say that you know, everyone else has been bad they haven't but you know like when when they spoke about you know when kevin feige and others spoke about chadwick and his like preparation for this you know like he pretty much you know they pretty much spoke about him going into it as if he were like going to like do it like as an act as like in person and and and, what, and we know that you know like actual acting is very different than voice acting but the fact chadwick was you know took it serious and whatnot like i really i really did um enjoy his performance and i liked all the other characters who who who, who showed who showed up in this like I, I i really just had no no idea what to expect from from this episode and it just goes to show and like i know that i'm participating in the in the forever bullying of peter quill but like, <laughs> so be it, you know. So be it. Like, Chris Pratt, not even that he's not the best Chris in Marvel, and not, now not even the best Star Lord, just based on this episode. But I, I really liked it, Mr. Rambo. Um, I, consistently the the episodes have gotten better as I watch them. Um, the animation flaws I found are not improving, and that is very frustrating. Uh, and that means that that is just I'm just gonna have to make peace with it. Um, uh, again, I want to make clear I am not upset with the animators. These are all professionals who are doing the best they can with what they're given. Uh, they are almost certainly not given enough time or money. Um, this is 100% Disney Marvel cutting corners, and that is fucking shameful. Um, 
and they should be ashamed of themselves. But again, they're not going to be because they don't have to. Um, yeah, I thought the the writing overall was uh, was better. I thought that the um, the pacing was better on this episode. Um, the the <laughs> they, they managed to pull a lot of things in pull, pull off a lot of things in terms of like leaning into jokes and laughter with stuff like you know like Thanos talking about how it's not technically genocide um which can sometimes leave a bad taste in the mouth um and I, I understand that uh but I think that's how they were able to get away with a lot of what they did was be like ah yeah you know whatever um I think that there is a a big contingent of folks who um really get off on on uh the the now peter quill versus t'challa discourse um and conveniently forget that t'challa is you know pretty self-actualized and 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 feeling very confident uh when what happens to him happens and peter quill just watched his mom die um so there's a degree of trauma that he's gone through uh, that T'Challa has not. Um, so yeah, in, in that case, it was it's very much like Peter Quill was kidnapped after a horrible trauma. T'Challa was basically picked up and was like, "Dope, where are we going?" Um, so their approaches are also very different. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I I thought it was pretty well done. Um, it is. Definitely, like, this this episode in particular was definitely one that, in talking to some friends of mine who are more casual MCU watchers, they felt like they had to keep pausing it and kind of, like, checking in with each other to be like, okay, so this has happened, this has happened, this has happened. Here are all the results of those things. Um, okay, good. We're, we're both good? All right, keep going. And it's something that I hadn't considered so I do think that there's an interesting side effect of this episode wherein if you are not someone who is very well versed in the MCU and what has come before, there are going to be very quick off the cuff references to stuff that will that they kind of like, you know, casually toss out um, that will blow past a lot of folks. Um, and that's not something I, I that's not a problem I ran into, thankfully. Um, just because, you know, I am somebody who is is pretty well-versed in this. Um, and I like seeing those little Easter eggs. I like the fact that, like, um, Proxima Midnight is the, you know, like, like head of security for uh, for the Collector now. Um, I like the idea that, that, you know, with Thanos gone, there's a power vacuum. And so the Collector steps in to fill that. And so that means that he's a little more ruthless and, and powerful than he was before. Um and that wasn't stuff that gave me any pause. That was like, oh yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, of course, of course that would happen. And for some folks, I know that that ended up becoming like a, wait, who's that? And they're doing what now? Okay, all right, yeah, no, I, I got it, I got it, I got it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, yeah, the, the writing was better, the pacing was better. I'm, I'm looking forward more and more as they go on. And, uh, and yeah, I felt similarly about the third one, which we'll talk about in a sec. So I didn't realize that the collector and the grand um what's it called from uh Thor um 
the Grandmaster were related. They're brothers. Yeah. I had no idea. I was like, oh, I mean, shit. It's not something they really touch on in, in the MCU. Yeah. yeah, no, it's not. But it was just one of those things that I read. And I was like, ah, well, that makes sense, I guess. Um, hats off to uh, Benicio Del Toro, because from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy to this, man, he got ripped for <laughs> what if, dude. The guy was shredded. Like... Yeah, I, I make a joke about it in the article where I was like, well, you know, he's more of a scumbag than he was before. Wait, you know what? Let me walk that back because he was a fucking slave trader. So, yeah, he's just even more of a piece of shit now. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that, that was really interesting. But like, I really loved the way that that fight played out at the end with him and Yondu and T'Challa. And, like, I don't know what it was about it, but when he, like, they do the sticky finger thing and he takes the gauntlet from him and he turns the rocket boot on and gives him that, like, friggin' flying knee to the face. And, like, yeah, it's, like, in slow motion and you see the spit coming out of his mouth. I was like, that was fucking dope. (laughs) Like, I really enjoyed this a lot. Um, I thought it was fun. Um, Yeah, across the board. So let's move into the third one. In my opinion, of the three... And there's a review for this one as well that you guys can can read on the website. Um, this one was the best one because one of the things that they did really well um, with this one is they completely broke the pattern of what they were doing with the first two. The first two, um, the watcher comes out and says, hey, this is exactly the thing that's divergent. Here's the thing that's different. Here's where all the shit hits the fan and why everything's going to be different. Enjoy. And you sit back and you watch and you're like, oh, this is cool. I'm enjoying the shit out of this. In this one, they don't do that. In this one, they're just like, hey, remember this thing that happened in Iron Man 2? Go ahead and watch. And you're just like, oh, okay. And then, and spoilers. Holy shit, spoilers. Um, If you have not watched it, please do not listen to the next rest of this podcast in five, four, three, two, one. Um, Black Widow injects him with the um, lithium dioxide, injects Tony Stark uh, to try to help him with the uh, effects of the palladium poisoning from his arc reactor, and it fucking kills him. And I'm watching this, and I'm just like, oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, that's not good. Did he have a negative reaction? Does it turn out that this version is allergic to Tony Stark? Or Tony Stark is allergic to lithium dioxide? No, what they do is they never tell you what the actual thing is. And that's what makes it so good. Because little by little, you see the thing happen with Thor, and you're just like, all right, whoa, shit, he just took an arrow to the chest? That's not fucking good. Wait a minute, Clint Barton doesn't slip? How the fuck did that happen? And, like, Hulk explodes? Holy shit! Like, all of this stuff, you're just like, how is all of this fit together? And then you finally find out what it is. And it's not even, like, what if, um, what if Hank Pym decided to be a piece of shit? No, it's what if Hope Van Dyne was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent and got killed on a mission? And all of the ramifications from that. And I was like, oh, this is really fucking good. Because you're no longer doing an Easter egg hunt. You're no longer doing a, oh, this is different. This is different. This is different. This is different. Oh, cool. Look, that guy's this guy. (laughs) That's cute. No, you're now trying to solve a mystery. So, like, you're not looking for all of these differences like you do in the first two. You're actually trying to solve the mystery, too. And you start delving into your, like, vast knowledge of Marvel shit. You're just like, well, who the fuck would be killing all the Avengers? Well, obviously, it's Hydra. Like, duh. It would be Hydra. And then you're just like, oh, fuck, I'm wrong. Cool. Like, every single thing that you think is going to happen in this episode doesn't happen. And that's what was really, really fun about it. And, like, 
the things that they did, the places that they went with this episode were really fucking fun and interesting and like really took you on a journey this time around. And like, not only that too, I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but do you want to know, like you guys figured out what mission it was where Hope Van Dyne got killed, right? Yep. No, I didn't think about it. Fucking Bucky's the one who killed her. Yeah. She killed oh, by the Winter Soldier. Shit. Yeah. It's directly referenced from if you remember when uh Cap confronts Natasha in Winter Soldier, she starts yeah. talking about the mission in Odessa and somebody being killed off. That's what the reference is. That's the mission. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Talks about so it's how like very she can't wear a bikini anymore. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. So she went and pl- instead of Natasha, and she got killed. Or she went with Natasha and she died there. Yeah, what, whatever it was, she she got, she ended up taking a hit that that she may have survived otherwise, but didn't. Yeah. You know I mean, yeah, it, it could very easily have been like Natasha wasn't quick enough to to take that hit, and so Hope took the entirety of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just across across the board. I know I talked a lot there, um, but please, guys, tip in on this one. This was a, this was by far the best episode. And if there were any animation issues, I didn't fucking notice them. And I watched that episode twice and I wasn't <laughs> looking for them because I literally watched it twice because there was so much shit to digest. So like maybe there was animation issues. I don't know. I don't fuck care. Like I thought every vocal performance was dead on. The fact that I didn't even realize that it was not Scarlett Johansson. I knew that it wasn't going into this because we talked about it last week. But like, I didn't even realize it. I was like, oh shit, that's right. That's a different person. That's Lake Bell. Oh fuck. Same thing with Captain Marvel, different voice. Like mm-hmm. all of them, like I didn't notice it because I was so engrossed in the story. Like it, it was just, it, this was by far the best episode they did. And I hope that they continue this. Honestly, I hope the next episode is a fucking sequel to this. I hope they continue it. Cause I want to see a Captain Marvel, Captain America team up. And then I want them to have a buddy cop show. And I want it to be the captains. Like, you know, Steve and <laughs> Carol, like best friends forever. Like but that's the kind of shit that I want to see. <laughs> it, I, the, the other thing I really liked from this episode is how much, how much they blended lines or dialogue from the actual films and like gave it new like different context here like for example like the opening sequence where um fury is talking to natasha in the car and she um finishes the line form that was lifted directly from fury's pitch to tony about the avengers initiative Mm -hmm. um i want to say that the um what is it the 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 one with uh, Banner was also lifted from um, from something else, and I can't remember what, what, what it. Um, there were definitely a couple moments where I was like, I know that line from another movie or from another another um, context, and I and I um, and they're 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 repurposing it in a, in a way here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I remember what it was that basically when uh, Natasha is talking to uh, Betty. That's Be- her name's Betty, right? Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. When so, when, uh, yeah. When, like when she's talking to Betty and Banner comes out from inside from uh, in that closet. Uh, basically, it's it, he says the exact same line as when Natasha found him in the Avengers film when he was in in the village. The there's no need for violence. It's probably not going to work out for anyone. So like I, I I did think all of that was was really cool, and I also like that they changed the 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 format as you mentioned, Mike, because. Um, I spent this entire, I, I did spend this entire episode, like, really thinking about, like, huh, 
what the like what the fuck is happening because things were seemingly happening that you know based on what we know we we're like oh yeah no there that that doesn't exactly make sense you know like the 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 composition that they gave tony shouldn't have killed him an arrow to the heart should not have killed thor uh hawkeye just mysteriously dying in custody just like i i don't i none of this makes makes sense but i but i did like how it completely you know kind of tied together by the end of it and and like something something told me that maybe ant-man was behind it, like hank pym because uh i remember I, I remember two things one i remember that he famously like uh you know did not like stark so i'm like maybe there's some incentive here and i also remember I think it was you, Rambo, talking about like Hank Pym from the comics from like long, long ago and how troubled <laughs> and yeah. complicated uh, he was as a, as a character, especially especially with uh, one of the things he ends up uh, doing to to hope in, in the comics. Um, and so, like, I, 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 I look, he kind of thought I look, he kind of thought thought about that. And I'm like, what if that's what if that's how it ultimately kind of ends up coming together? Is that for some reason Hank Pym is is trying to take out the Avengers, and we don't really know why. See, it's funny. I didn't I didn't make the the Hank Pym connection, but one uh, when when um, um, when Thor died, my first thought was like, oh, this is an Ant Man situation, like. I yeah. thought it was going to be like, how are they going to make it that Scott is killing people? Like, why? Um, and I, a thing that I thought was really slick was when Hank shows up, he's not Ant-Man. He's Yellow Jacket. Yellow Jacket, yep. Because that is, that's not even an MCU reference. That is a, a Marvel Comics reference because Yellow Jacket shows up once Hank starts having his psychotic break in the comics. That's the the... Um, the identity that he adopts um, once he starts, like, you know, basically, once it's clear that, like, you know, you need to be medicated and you need to be, you need to be in therapy, dude. Um, and it was... And, and they, they, they basically, you know, at, at least one reference is made to, you know, uh, uh, turning a trope on its ear in the in the arrow going into Thor because there's a very famous cover and they and they recreated it in Civil War um, of Ant Man riding the arrow um, that Hawkeye shoots um, only this time it's done in a in a very sinister way um, yeah, yeah. No, I I I thought. Shit, I'm sorry. Were you finished? I didn't want to. Oh no no, no 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 yeah no I pre I pretty much said all I had to say yeah. Okay, um, I was really impressed with the way they changed the format here. I thought, like Mike said, it was a great way to keep you from focusing on Easter eggs, um, and it solves a major problem with the show and that 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 they inherited from the comic. Uh, a, a big problem that what if comics would turn into is every issue would be like, okay, this is the conceit. And now that you know the conceit, all you're going to be doing, all we're, all we're going to be doing is saying, okay, well, um, instead of there not being a Daredevil, instead of there not being a Spider-Man, instead of there not being uh, a Hulk, we're just going to shift everybody around. 
So now Peter Parker is Daredevil and Bruce Banner is Spider-Man and Matt Murdock is the Hulk. Because reasons like I, I get I, all right. I mean, that's that's a thing you can do. Um, but essentially, the story kind of plays out the same way. Ultimately, um, there's not really that much change. Um, as opposed to something like this, where it's like, no, no, no. If if one like you know seemingly small change is made, if if a supporting character is killed off, um, uh, or you know, she, I mean, she's a she's a full on character, like full on a uh, like lead character in the in the Ant Man's movies. Um, if you make one like one ripple can have a major effect overall, and it's a much more effective way to approach these stories. Like, I don't know if y'all thought this, but when when Tony died, I was like, oh, shit, is this the Marvel Zombies episode? Mm. Ooh. And then it, they didn't do that. I was like, oh, shit, he's going to stand back up. Like, it's going to be this going to be really bad. And then it didn't happen. I was like, OK, I have no idea where this is going. Exactly. This is exciting. This is really interesting. Um, and I, I was, yeah, I, like, I, I will say the animation issues are less mostly because so much of this episode is a little more intimate. Um, there are more individual character moments, so they're able, so the animators were able to focus more on, you know, getting expressions right, getting, um, uh, uh the, like, mouth animations and stuff correct and not so much worried about big action set pieces. Um, but they're still there. They're, they're, they're lesser, but they're still there. Uh, and it's just, it's again, it's just gonna, it's a thing that's gonna be happening the entire show. Um, because this is, this is Disney finding a way to save themselves money. Um, but, you know, it didn't bother me as much because the, the writing had me, the, the, I was more engaged with the story. I was more curious. I was, I, I was thinking about what was happening and not the way it was executed. And that is a really, that's a real testament to just how much um, it matters the way these stories are told. Um, because not knowing uh, uh, what was gonna happen next or, or what to expect, I was invested in a way that I hadn't been before. Um, and up to this point, it's been, uh, you know, basically the first Avenger happening with like a, a handful of changes, but essentially just the same way. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy having like much wider sweeping changes in terms of people making certain decisions, um, but still, you know, paced better, but still kind of uh, uh, kind of uh, stepping over, like, like like tripping over itself in places. And this is the best paced is the best executed overall um and yeah I, I i was super impressed with with this episode and if there was any um any hesitancy on my part to to keep watching this show it is gone um i'm i'm really looking forward to to what else they bring to the table so rambo i wanted to kind of touch on something you said there too about the pacing of this episode and the fact that this was a 30 minute episode, but when I'm writing my recap for it, there's so much shit packed into this. Like there's literally like, there's two storylines going on at one point where um, Natasha is in 
at Culver University, which, it, yeah, fictional Virginia University. Um, and while that's happening and she's trying to find the Hulk, basically, but also trying to get Betty Ross to help her figure out what's going on with this fucking syringe, uh, Loki uses the Bifrost to come to Earth in, you know, to avenge, you know, no pun intended, actually, no totally pun intended, the death of Thor. And, like, you've got these two things happening at the exact same time. And, like, again, that's a lot of shit going on in a 30-minute episode, and they managed to pack this thing full. The only issue that I had with this was that library in Manassas that they used. That doesn't <laughs> fucking exist. There's no library like that in goddamn Manassas, Virginia. That's bullshit. <laughs> it's, it was a weird choice to pick someone somewhere that specific yeah. and not use a real building. Yeah, like why the why the fuck not? You had to animate it anyways. Just look and see, like what do libraries look like in Manassas? Well, okay, you know what? It's a divergent universe, so maybe there's a library that looks like that in Manassas or fucking whatever. But like, I just I really enjoyed that. But also too, I love the jokes in here, man. Like yeah. they leaned into Clark Gregg's Agent Coulson role really really well <laughs> because he managed to get a lot of emotion out of a character that's droll the entire time like deadpan humor at its finest but when they were like when he starts talking about thor and they're like who's the perp and he's like well he's a mid-20s you know caucasian male he's gorgeous and he's like excuse me he's like it's an accurate depiction sir his hair it's gorgeous and like, <laughs> even hawkeye is like yeah colson wasn't wrong man this guy's got yeah. some great hair but yeah. then like when he has to give Natasha his password and like hashtag Steve 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 I love Steve yeah <laughs> 0704 which yeah. is Steve's birthday no shit I no. didn't even think about that nice Steve Steve, Steve Rogers is born on on July 4th yeah of course he is yeah. fucking Captain America god damn oh man this was and just there, was, there, go ahead I actually saw some people questioning if Coulson is is by because of how much, how, because of how into Steve he he appeared to be, and the fact that he was talking about Thor's hair and the way he was. But again, though, for if he is cool, good for him. If he's not cool, good for him. Who the fuck cares? Like we love sexualizing characters, don't we? Like Thor has good hair. I, I'm not by, and I think yeah. he's got great hair. Like. I love Steve Rogers. I made my own Captain America t-shirt. I have a fucking Captain America poster. Does that mean that I love Steve Rogers? I mean, possibly, yes. But like, it's... I don't know. Is your password Steve, Steve, I love Steve? <laughs> well, it's not anymore. I mean, you know... It's dangerous now to maintain it's... that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? It's just like, let the guy have a fucking hero. Like, let a guy make a yeah. comment about like how another guy's hair is good without like turning it into a sexual thing. Like, fuck, yeah. man. Like... But yeah, like I just I enjoyed the shit out of this. Um, I'm actually really excited. I was already excited about what more they were going to do with this, what more they were going to do with um, the what if. Because I, I like for me, it's appointment television. I'm like, I have to watch this shit as soon as I wake up on Wednesday mornings. Like now. Yeah, now I'm even more invested because of one, I want to see if they're going to do another one. If they don't do another one to continue the or like fi like kind of finish this storyline. Cool. I got a feeling that they are going to, though, because, like, I've seen from some of the promotional stuff that they've shown that scene in the Avengers where, like, all the Avengers are, like, standing together with, like, weapons drawn and shit like that. And, like, they kind of do that, like, circular shot where it, like, pans all the way around them that we've yeah. seen, like, Peter Quill and we've seen a few other people, like, it's the in that. It's the Guardians. That one is what if the Guardians were, like, in Avengers 2012. Well, 
Thank you. I appreciate you clarifying that for me. So, yeah, I mean, maybe the Guardians come and help fix this yeah. shit, you know? Like, maybe it's going to be a team-up. But again, too, um, fucking Steve Rogers and uh, Carol Danvers, uh, best friends for life. Like, let's do this we, captain shit. Absolutely. Can we talk about that, too? Like, how, how different do you think uh, events would have unfolded you know, like post, like had had those two been the 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 two to begin the Avengers initiative instead of you know um, our, our our six, and who who else could they possibly have recruited at that point as well? Oh, dude, I don't even know. Like that's they yeah they've taken out a lot of folks, um, yeah. but I mean shit. Like if so, who's all right? So who's who's left? Basically, we need to start looking at um, the uh, uh, like the second wave Avengers. Yeah. So if Steve and Carol are leading this team, but you do also have Rhodey because they were literally developing the War Machine suit as we speak. You have you have Rhodey. Rhodey. Yeah. You have Falcon. You, you have. Uh, you, yep. You absolutely have Steve going through mil- like military records lately, um, or, or Carol, Carol, and and. I mean, that's the, th- that's the other thing. Like, fucking uh, uh, Tony didn't just pick Peter uh, Peter Parker out of a hat. Like, there was almost certainly Shield going through and be like, "Here are all potential candidates." Yeah. For uh, for the team going forward, who should we get? Um, so like, Peter Parker becomes an Avenger. Falcon becomes an Avenger. Um, you you bring in Rhodey um, with. With Hank taken out, that that removes Scott off the board. Um, Hope is already dead, fortunately. Um, strange, uh, strange. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like, there's still a a very healthy team to be built here. Um, yeah. No. There, I mean, there's there's yeah. Fuck. There not, could to, be... not to mention eventually, um, uh, maybe uh, eventually Monica uh, would have shown up. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps I mean, yeah, there, there, there are a couple of different ways. I, 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 I'm actually really curious to hear or to see what that timeline would have unfolded, and and you know because we know that several other characters are in different episodes this season, it makes me wonder like is there, like is there eventually going to be, like a single continuity that they kind of pull from. Like, oh, yeah, episodes, like, two, and four, and five are all from the same universe. And, like, one, three, and eight are from the same universe or something like that. Or if they're just going to be all, like, kind of one-off branch timelines. Because, like I said, T'Challa is supposed to be in other episodes. And, like, is it still going to be Star-Lord T'Challa, or is it someone else? Because oh, um, I feel like he, I mean, he could potentially show up in that, um, that episode with Killmonger and Tony. Yeah, I'm curious um, you know, how that's gonna go. Like, I don't even know what the story's gonna be for that one, but I'm super interested in that one. I I, I read I saw something about what it contains. Um, I won't I won't I won't spoil it, but it, it is it is interesting because I don't know. Based like it, it makes me really curious about this reinterpretation of the Killmonger character in in the in in the episode and how they're gonna portray him based on kind of, um, you know, what happened in the original Black Panther and whatnot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm particularly, I'm particularly curious. 
Like I'm, I'm curious. Like this, this uh, next week's episode is a Doctor Strange episode. Oh, uh, that's the, uh, the like the Dormammu one, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the, okay. the Strange episode. So I'm curious, and like I'm gonna have to watch Doctor Strange before then, so I can hopefully grab everything from the from the episode. There you go. But I, but I'm really curious because I mean we've also seen too that like the the showrunners and people behind the show like. I mean, they've already greenlit season two, and they're already talking about um, more Captain Carter um, in season two because they just really, really like the character. Um, I want to yeah. say, yeah, yeah. And, and I want to say there's like an image uh, floating around, and I don't know if it was from the the trailers. I think it, it might actually have been from the trailers, but it's actually Captain Carter with with other Avengers there, which which I guess implies that like she'll be back for at least one other episode yeah. aside from the, the first one. That would make Remember? sense, though, too, because at the end of that Captain Carter episode, it was uh, it was um, Hawkeye and uh, Fury standing there at that portal. So, mm-hmm. like, it's entirely possible that they were trying to do that on purpose, specifically to bring her back, because they have a world event that needs you know, another oh, yeah. superhero. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I... I, I... I will say I'd be surprised if they do any any like sequels to episodes or continuations of episodes in this season. I do know that like like MC said, they're they're planning on doing more. Like Captain Carter specifically is a character that they want to keep bringing back. Which hey, I am all about do that shit. Um, and I I want to see how her being the Captain America character. Uh, how does that change things? How does that like shift people's perspective? Um, but, uh, I, I don't want them to try and make one big continuity out of this. I think that you can, I think that this is a great example of when continuity can, can mar, uh, storytelling. And I think that what if specifically is designed to be, what if we, it's, it's, it's taking existing continuity changing one element and and tracking all the ways that that changes because when you mentioned monica i was like oh yeah monica could come in and then i thought about the fact like well wait if she tony's is. dead if tony's dead then they don't build ultron if they don't build ultron then sokovia doesn't get destroyed if sokovia is not destroyed then wanda doesn't come to the states if she doesn't come to the states they i'm like all these things mm-hmm. that's why i didn't mention there yeah <laughs> Where, where like Monica could come in, but maybe as like a consultant or maybe in like her own armor, but Photon can't come in because she gets her powers from dealing with Wanda and that That's whole situation. True. So if Wanda's not grieving Vision, then she doesn't create. You literally um, can't even create Vision because Banner and Stark are dead. Exactly. So like there's all or like or like vision could come to be in some other form, but yeah. not in the way that we know him, because I think it was a Korean scientist is still she's still working on all of her tech, but yeah. it's not going to be built in the same way or um, or with the same kind of uh, uh, or, or, or repurposed in the same way. Um, so it's interesting to see where all and like. When you and I, uh, or you know, when, when we all talked about um, about one more day, 
um, uh, with with the you know the comic related to, in relation to um, No Way Home. Um, that was a big part of Joe Straczynski's upset with Joe Casada in terms of how the the deal with Mephisto would change uh, continuity overall is because you change this one element. It's not just, oh, well, everything else happened the way it would have, um, but now there's, you know, now they're just not married. Um, that's a that's a major factor, and that changes a lot of things. It's one of the big problems I have with that movie yesterday about the Beatles mm-hmm. um, is it's it's one thing to to change that, which is a fundamental change to pop culture. That like the world we live in does not exist without the Beatles in a lot of ways. Um, but there are like a handful of throwaway jokes in that movie where like somebody makes some reference to like wanting a cigarette and somebody goes, what's a cigarette? And I'm like, wait, the fucking tobacco trade didn't happen? Like, really? <laughs> and the world is the same? No, absolutely not. Like, there's that. Like, those are some big sweeping changes that would fundamentally change the world we live in. Um, and and that's one of the, one of the greatest things about about a show like this is you can you 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 get this opportunity to go through and 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 see and play out these scenarios and see how things would happen. Um, and I guess, you know, so, you know, ultimately point being, um, I, if, if, if they try to make this all one big continuity and make it all fit together, I think you end up doing it to the detriment of these stories when, when they, I think they work best when they can exist in their own sort of pocket universe, um, and, and have them all play out independently. Like, I'm not saying I don't want them to, to eventually tie in to main continuity in some fashion. Uh, or have them sh- have those characters show up, but uh, I mean, like, fuck, uh, 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 an Avengers team made up entirely of super soldiers, like the fucking captains from the multiverse. That's fucking cool, man. Like, oh, yeah, different yeah. versions. Like, like, wh- where's the fucking uh, 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 Captain Iron Man? Where? where both Peggy and Steve get hurt and the only one that could possibly give it to is Howard. Like where's Playboy <laughs> Captain America? <laughs> um, so there's, there's all these, po- all this potential, all these possibilities. And I don't want that to, to be hampered by trying to, to make these puzzles uh, fit together. Yeah. That's just like, that's true. Okay, tell, tell the stories who gives a shit if they fit together. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear you. Um, well, I mean, that right there, in a nutshell, is why I think we are proof that we're all excited about what if and what it can do and the possibilities of it are endless. And like, that's why I'm so excited about it, it just in general across the board. Um, I think it's, as it goes on, hopefully season two will fix some of the issues that we've had as far as like the animation and stuff goes. Yeah. But overall, man, the storytelling is just a fucking blast. So. We'll wrap it up on this. Um, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about um, and it, w- it won't be a super long episode. I think we're going to talk about just that one topic and just kind of talk about like art in general um, across the board. But thank you all very much for, for tuning in to another episode of At The Diner. We appreciate you uh, again. Another great month. 
of subscribers. It's just a fantastic thing to know that people are interested in what we have to say. So thank you very much for listening, for sharing, uh, for reading our articles as well. There's lots of great content up on the website. We're going to have more great content as well. So make sure you check all of that out. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. For myself, for MC Brooks, for James Rambo, uh, we appreciate you. And remember, together, there are no heights that we can't reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy!